0: cinematch podcast the show where we take different movies every week and use different ways to rate them and debate them as we continue coming with new creative ways seemingly every single episode now uh we officially are in halloween month uh when this drops not at the time of recording we're a little bit ahead of schedule but no,
1: I'm not. Uh, it's 100
0: october right now it's october the 5th but yeah we will uh are officially in Halloween month, October, one of my favourite months of the year. It's all going to be Halloween horror themed uh, for the next four episodes, and I'm very excited about it. My name is Carl Altus, and I am one of your hosts. And joining me, as he does every week, is Mister Nathan Hannah. Who will you be married by the time this comes out?
1: I uh, will have been married in an hour. So It this will be not
0: congratulations not. for surviving an hour. And how with a sack, apple, Yeah,
1: yeah, the nicer one, though. So it's fine. Um, yeah. Yeah. How saying. are you? Yeah, I'm not too bad, mate. Uh, loving this October weather that we're having. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, I'm good. I finished work today, uh, ready to ready to go on the holiday for the wedding. So all feeling chilled, though I have had to watch um, these films. So. Uh, that's ruined my mood a little bit. But before we get yeah. into, I need everybody to know I did not like these movies. Sorry, Dan, I did not like these movies. do Not like either of them. I preferred one over the other, but I will not say. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um,
0: well, we we might as well get into them. The two films during this, the first ones to kick off our Halloween month, uh, we're going with two of the most iconic slasher franchises in the world. We've got Nightmare on Elm Street three, Dream Warriors versus Friday the Thirteenth. Part 3, or as it was called the, uh, when it came out, Friday the 13th in 3D. I don't know if you noticed. And it's supposed you, to be 3D.
1: Can't you tell it was supposed to be a 3D movie? <laughs> Jesus <laughs> fucking Christ.
0: Yeah, You're not
1: really that big a horror guy, are you? Uh, no, I've never, never. I think being with Grace, that was probably the most I've watched horror movies. I've yeah. never really. I think the only horror movie that I ever liked, like actually liked before being with grace was probably it part one like i've liked a few like faculty which is a banging and uh it's a few smaller ones but it hasn't been in, in it's been like the past four or five years that i've really started watching more and more horrors like halloween i've always loved halloween but now i've loved now i'm starting to love halloween and watching horror movies but yeah not really ever been a horror guy and never seen a Freddy movie never seen a jason movie and i was told that Jason Potter, Friday the 13th, part three. He's introduced, obviously, the hockey mask. Uh, so I was quite looking forward to that. And that I was told by two people who I usually respect their opinions uh, that um, Dream Warriors is a good movie. And um, fuck you guys. <laughs>
0: yeah, well, this will be an interesting one then because I like both movies, but I'm a big slasher guy. I There's one of my favourite subgenres in the world is just 80s slasher movies like just just 80s versions because they're they all quite similar but
1: i i could watch a hundred of them like i think they're so fun i think if it was to dive into like the kind of horror movies i like it's either like slasher movies or just supernatural we're doing an episode this month that i'm looking forward to the next next week's episode that i'm looking forward to because i love those movies and you'll start obviously you'll know what they are later on but I was going to say later on in the week, but then I freaked myself out. I was like, no, it's going to be in two weeks. No, it's not. It's going to be in one week by the time this is out. It's confusing me so much. Um, but yeah, the Slashy one's definitely, definitely better than... I don't like the Hostels and the Sores, not really. Or what's the uh, really shit one? Paranormal Activity, stuff like that. I really can't stand.
0: Which is interesting because you like um, Cloverfield,
1: which is also found footage. Yeah, well, Cloverfield's interesting. <laughs> Have you ever watched Blue Witch Project? No, do you know what? I haven't, that would have been a good one to do because I've never actually I've never actually seen the player which but again when I was younger teenager, yeah, even in early 20s, whatever you yeah, I've just horror's never appealed to me. It's always been boring to me. And it's probably because um of these kind of movies that I've been forced to watch today. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, this is crazy. It's interesting. We obviously haven't gone with the originals in either franchise because
1: Yeah, yeah, I don't think it helped that I was like, I've never seen a Friday the 13th and I've never seen a uh, Nightmare on Elm Street and I watched part three of both of them.
0: Well, the Nightmare on Elm Street one is pretty tough because the first one's actually a good movie like, and it's um, a solid movie. Um, But with Friday the 13th, I mean, spoiler alert for a film that's, I think, 43 years old, but the first Friday the 13th doesn't actually have Jason as the killer and I wanted to do it Freddy versus Jason I didn't want to do it. Freddie versus fucking Pamela Voorhees. Like, it, it wouldn't have been the same. Um, So, and this one, he's when he gets the mask. And considering it's the third in each franchise, I thought it'd be the best to do Because the second one, it's Jason, but he just got a bag over his head. Similar to what he looks like for the first half of this one. But mm. it's the hockey mask is when he turns out iconic. Like, iconic look. yeah. So I thought this was the best
1: uh, option. Obviously you might disagree now, <laughs> but we'll, uh, I remember what the other options were, but I know we've got like we've got a bit of a theme from it running throughout each week leading up to the one that I'm really like the last one that we're looking forward to. Definitely, yeah. Um, we've
0: we're touching on a couple of different sub genres in the horror uh, franchise
1: or uh, horror genre, should I say, over the next uh four weeks. So, we'd start off with some classics, classic characters like yeah. the staples, aren't they? Probably. Yeah, um,
0: yeah, I think it's these two, it's Har- Michael Myers, it's like. Those three, I'd probably say are the most iconic horror movie villains of all time. You could probably squeeze like Leatherface in there. I'd say Ghostface, but because it changes actor every year, every time it's hard to put him in the symbol. I, I think
1: Ghostface, the symbol, would do it. I would also stick Chucky in there. Yeah, Chucky. That's because um, very recently, literally over the past year, I've become a huge Child's Play fan. So <laughs> thanks yeah. to the same person that lent me all the DVDs to watch this one. <laughs>
0: So, I do you know, that's a franchise I've never been
1: big on. What, Child's Play? I've never really watched most of them. And do you know what? I think the, the weird thing is that most of them aren't great, but I love them because they, they know they're stupid. Yeah. Like, they know the premise is stupid. Whereas, <sighs> for God's sake, let's just get into it, shall
0: we? <laughs> yeah, we might as well get started then. So, <laughs> without further ado, we'll dive in. Like I said, Nightmare on Elm Street 3 Dream Warriors versus Friday the 13th Part 3 slash 3D um we'll start with the story yeah. because the uh friday the 13th story is essentially just kind of the same as it is in every single friday the 13th movie apart from the first one it's teens go uh, on a vacation to a lake crystal lake funnily enough you think people would stay away after the first several gruesome murders but <laughs> teens go to crystal lake and one by one they're picked off by jason it's it's bog standard. There's not really much more to the story than that. It's Jason Voorhees kills teenagers that are on a vacation in the woods. Um, Friday the Fate, I mean, Nightmare on Elm Street was different because the first one was genuinely scary and it felt like with the th- by the third one they were more interested in kind of like hammering it up a bit. And it's not just your stereotypical slasher. This this time it's the kids fight back. It felt to me more like um, like a Steven what- Spielberg movie. Do they fight back? Some of them do. Fucking barely. We'll get into my guy, Kincaid, in a minute. Love that (laughs) character. But, um, yeah, so in The Nightmare on Elm Street, obviously, it's about teenagers and young adults that are in some sort of mental hospital due to the dreams they've been suffering at the hands of Freddy Krueger and the doctors and everyone just thinks they're suicidal and they're just had a bit of a psychotic breakdown, but the arrival of a certain Nancy Thompson, who you obviously haven't seen the first one, but she's the lead girl yeah. from the first
1: one. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> I think I said it to you the other day after I watched the Freddie. I was like, um, she seems important. I right, Better pause it and go on Google. After <laughs> Wikipedia, I was like, I bet she's from the first film. I'm like, yeah, she's from the first film.
0: Yeah, Nancy Thompson is obviously there to use her past experience to help the gang and the end up, Somehow going into this dream world of taking on Freddie head on, which we'd never seen before. And the others they're just terrified and just get picked off easily. So it switched things up a bit. Um, and for that reason, I went 10-9 in favor of Nightmare on Elm Street, Dream Warriors, because the Friday the 13th one, while it's tried and tested, it works, it it's a winning formula. They made like for t- 12 movies. Can you believe that by the way 12 movies in the Friday the 13th oh, yeah. franchise oh, yeah,
1: people get annoyed that there's not a 13th Friday the 13th
0: there needs to be give us a 13th um do you include Freddy versus Jason in that I don't I don't know I can't remember if I if that counts I don't I mean I'm not gonna sit there and count them all off my head now nah, because we'll be afraid just, um <laughs> but yeah it's tried and tested but again it's the same the same old stuff we've seen it before whereas I like the fact that Nightmare on Elm Street switched things up so I went 10 nine in favor of dream warriors
1: yeah i think i mean it probably was the one to start it all anyway the cabin in the woods thing i imagine uh, just because of the age of it but it is like evil death and it's even like to the point where it's cabin in the woods the film is literally that concept of how many films have done that where they can do you know, the monsters. The Cabin in the Woods is a great movie, by the way. If you told me we were watching that, I would have been dead excited. Uh, where they, you know, they can use loads of different monsters because that setting's been used so many times. But yeah, I think the story to both of them weren't anything that enticed me massively. But... <laughs> <laughs> I think... The story is better in Freddy vs. Not Freddy versus I oh, fucking know. Uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, though. Just for the, just for the, I think the mental institution, like story of it, that they're having to go through all of this, and they're trying to find it, they're trying to be cured, and people are not. It's not like, um, it's just not like people. I've not seen the first one, so I've not got as much knowledge of it. I assume it's people, like waking up at night just complaining that they've got dreams, and people won't believe them. Whereas this time, you should be believing them. You're in a mental institution, but instead they're just labelled as crazy. So they're having to battle that as well as. As well as Freddie, I mean, when I say it sounds like really deep and whatever, but in execution, it's still shit. But like the, the the groundwork's there, and I do prefer that that side over it because it is it, it is that little bit better.
0: Yeah, um, we'll move on then to the opening of both. Um, the opening to Friday the Thirteenth is interesting if you haven't seen the second one. Um, if you have seen the second one, then it's kind of just rehashing because the entire ending, I mean, the entire opening of Friday the 13th Part 3 is just the ending of Part yep. 2. Really
1: confused. And then I was like, I bet this is the ending to the second film. Google it. It is. Yep. So yeah. what you count as the opening, you're going to count the end as uh, the end of that one. Because to me, that's the opening. Yeah. Or it's a bit of a cheat if it's just really using the ending to the last film. <laughs>
0: No, I'd say it's the opening. Um, you can, if you skipped it, though,
1: you could go to the the shot.
0: Yeah, the shot where the uh, the man and the woman. Um, that's
1: kind of how I scored it because I was imagining that the second film ending to the second film didn't really count. If yeah. You just, that again. It'd yeah, be, like, it'd be Like it'd be like if you put the ending of Infinity War at the beginning of Endgame and be like, "Oh, this is fantastic." <laughs> that's very true. To be fair, yeah, that would be cheating. <laughs>
0: yeah, then well, I guess we can go with that then. Um, in the, we've got, obviously we've got the guys in the shop and the woman's obviously watching the news and you can hear what's happened in the previous film. And we see that the girl from part two survived. And then Jason obviously shows up, takes some clothes. Um <laughs> Very
1: timid yeah.
0: Yeah, and then ends up killing her two. That's like the first bit where we get that hint that it's uh, the 3D as well with like the, the, oh, the, the rod and the oh, snake. The on
1: and the, and... Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, so, do you know, what? I was... because the DVD was like playing 2D, playing 3D, and I was so tempted to watch it in 3D. But I imagine it's like the shit 3D. Like I weirdly got them to hand, but I bet it's like that kind of 3D. Probably. And I, I kind of want to watch it in 3D because it was so fucking terrible. But yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely didn't hide the fact it was a 3D movie, did it?
0: No. No, I think that's what's funny about it, especially in that time period. It was like when it was 3D, you knew about it. Like it felt like every gimmick they could use, they did. Yeah. Um, but it's quite funny. Um, and you, <laughs> like
1: with the yo-yo. Like yeah, the yo is a big one. He's, like, focused on the yo-yo for, like, a minute.
0: <laughs> yeah, there's obviously, not to spoil anything yet, but there's a few kills that really take advantage of it as well. Um, yeah. But, yeah, in contrast to that, you've got the Nightmare on Elm Street opening, which feels very similar to um, other entries in the franchise, where it's a girl struggling to sleep, Um, And then she gets chased by Freddy. We hear the iconic dong. Um, We get that creepy little motherfucking girl. You
1: you hear the iconic dong?
0: No, I said song.
1: I thought he said dong. I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? We don't hear
0: Freddy's dong.
1: I don't remember. Well, you do later on in the film.
0: Makes a noise when he walks. Um... But no, we, we hear that song, the, the creepy as fuck nursery rhyme. It's like one, two, Freddy's coming through. I hate it so much. Um, and then we get that creepy little bitch that's like six, that's like, oh, Freddy's home or something. Oh, you mean the super realistic little child that
1: gets carried around the house?
0: <laughs> yeah, but when she's actually a kid, it's creepy.
1: Yeah. Uh,
0: and then that all ends with the the girl, Kirsten, I think she's called. Um, her mother finding her in the bathroom with the yeah. slashed wrists. And that's it's kind of like setting up how she ends up being placed into the Menstrual Institute where the rest of the film takes place. Um, so both openings really don't feel like they've done anything new. Like it seems like they've rehashed what we've seen before. So, how did you <laughs> score it?
1: <laughs> the 13s have quite literally rehashed what we've seen yeah. before. Well, not me, but you know what I mean. how did you score them how did i score them um Mm. it was hard because i've not seen the second friday the 13th movie so as i was watching it i was like either they've really just jumped in and it's so old that i they didn't think they had to explain it back in those days which i know i am not old enough to remember those days before you fucking start um or there was the obvious of well this is just the end of the movie and we're going to jump into the new movie shortly so after i'd realized that was the case i was like okay that's a bit of a cop out like i didn't really understand what was going on immediate confusion i was like what the fuck? which i suppose is my own fault for jumping in at number three first but um but then you go into the shop and while i do like it because it's i think if you didn't have that opening it would have been better. Because you would have that. You could have. There was a lot of those moments where he's going to turn the light on. Is he going to be there? No, he's not going to be there. The, the sheet's going to move. Is he going to be there? No, he's not going to be there. And you, you know, you hear the classic. Uh, I'm going to do a really poor impression of it, but you hear the. And I know, and I know that from uh, Mortal Kombat. And uh, <laughs> um, no, but obviously I know that, and everybody knows that um, kind of iconic sound. And it really builds up, but I don't think it takes itself super seriously. I mean I love the shop owner, the guy who's just walking around with a rabbit for some reason eating food. but I you have guess the it, shits. yeah don't this is my reasoning for why Freddie got ten and uh, Friday the 13th got nine because he went through it, disgusting shot sounding shit, like proper sloppy sounding shit. and then he, he didn't even he didn't fucking wipe. he just stood up and started walking around. And for that, I can't, I can't give him the point. But the opening, I mean, I've not seen the other. Like I said, I've not seen the other Friday the Thirteenth. Bloody hell, Nightmare on Elm Street movies. But I think it sets up more about who the character is and what the character is. Whereas Friday the Thirteenth did it in a slow pace, which I usually quite like, like that slow build up. This one felt really slow, and then the payoff wasn't that great. It was just kind, of it was just kind of killed, and then a knitting needle in the back of the head and it was just it, uh, seemed a bit off whereas freddie had that great moment of she's awake so she goes to like wash her face and then the tap grabs her and like you kind of see freddie being all like using the power of dreams in a way that you can't do in reality like having all the pipes come to and grab her and slash her and stuff so it nice creepy little children always work let's be honest and then into the this is what he can do with his dream powers kind of thing. Loads better. Loads better.
0: 10-9 yeah. to uh,
1: Nightmare on Elm Street. Which I'm that's surprised. Because, uh, so far it's two tens to Nightmare on Elm Street.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I know because I don't want you to hate the film. Um, no, I did the same. I went 10-9 in favour of Nightmare on Elm Street for similar reasons. I think the creepy little motherfucking girl like that's really effective and it works. And there's not much Oh, there's there's almost no moment in either franchise, no matter which film it is, where I I am a little like freaked out. But stuff like that always always works for me. And like I said that song, it's I don't know what it is. I'm just, not a big fan. Not a big fan at all. Um,
1: what are creepy children singing?
0: Yeah, like do you know when we have the Halloween song, and then at the end it's the kids singing like the Halloween song? That is horrific. <laughs> I hate it so much. Yeah, it,
1: gets me. it catches me off guard.
0: It really yeah. works. And I think set. that's why I went um, in favour of Nightmare on Elm Street 2, because, like yeah, I said, so that... We Elm
1: Street 3.
0: Did I say 2?
1: You said I went for Nightmare on Elm Street 2. You was, I, think, yeah.
0: I, I think I meant I went for
1: Nightmare on Elm no, Street no, no. Oh, sorry. 2. Oh, no. <laughs> no, Usually when I explain my jokes, it's much better, Cal. Thank you.
0: Uh, sorry, I honestly thought you should start with 2. <laughs> right, so it's late, all right? Slack. Um, but yeah, I think even though the rest of the film is a complete tonal shift, that first bit is quite creepy, and yeah. I like that in a horror movie, whereas
1: Friday the 13th, I've, it's, it's all been done before. I'm not going <laughs> to lie, I was actually quite enjoying the opening, and I thought, like, this is the kind of film that I'm going to like, because it, it had, like, I love the modern it movies with Bill Skarsgård and what have you and I thought it's gonna be a bit more like that I don't I didn't really know what I was getting into the most I know about uh, Friday the 13th uh, oh, fucking fat Jesus Christ it is like Nightmare on Elm Street and we'll talk about when we get to Legacy but the most I know about it is from The Simpsons and I said that to you when we picked it and so I was thinking we was going to get into that kind of creepy it type Pennywise type stuff so the opening, I think, really nailed it, except for that one moment when she's running around the house with a, what is clearly a doll. And I was like, that's really pulling me out of it. But then you, I, I forgive it because it's a bit old and a bit low-budget. Yeah. But that's still, fair funny, enough. Still fucking funny watching her run around with a doll. I'm like, I hope at some point it reveals she's like a dead body or something. And I mean, it does. What, luckily it did. Yeah. So that works. <laughs> It's always, always, always good when you say, I hope that uh, child in her arms a dead body. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: that's it. Um, we'll move on then to the best ending for both movies. Um, starting with Friday the 13th, I feel like I'm just rehashing a lot of what I'm saying here because that film is just like... That ending I feel like I've seen like nine different times where it's interesting with the Friday the Thirteenth movies it feels like the main characters don't have a clue what's going on until um, the last like 10, 15 minutes. Like She um, has no idea that everyone's been killed around her.
1: Oh no, she's fucking stupid.
0: Yeah, and it's like it's just that they're oblivious until that final 10, 15 minutes. And then they have to go on a run that somehow takes them through all every, every kill zone that's she sees all these dead, different dead bodies that have been dead for like 25 minutes. <laughs> and then we eventually get like the face off between Jason Voorhees and Chris, I think she's called, um, which again, you could put that in any Friday the Thirteenth movie and it, it would have been the exact same. Um, and she eventually gets the kill. It's even very similar to the first one. She ends up on the boat in the lake. And then when just when she thinks she's safe, the corpse comes out of the water and grabs her. In the first one, it's a young Jason that comes out of the water. In this one, it's the corpse of his mum for some reason.
1: I mean, I'm guessing that's obviously purposeful as to the, how the, or why they recreated that.
0: Yeah, I think so. Um, I, I think it's important as well that they included the end of the second one at the beginning where it shows how, despite the fact that Pamela Voorhees is dead, she still has all this control over Jason, so I feel like at that point they, they still wanted to kind of stress her importance to the story. Yeah. That kind of disappears as the franchise moves along, but yeah, in this, those early
1: ones, she still played a big role. I think even comparing the beginning of this movie with the bag on his head to the end where he's got the hockey mask, like he immediately looks just so much cooler by the end of it. So more, of course you're gonna, of course you're gonna side with the uh, or keep focusing on the the lumbering unstoppable slasher <laughs> over yeah. the old lady who's dead.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it makes sense. Um, although for me, old women creep me. The, I mean, not old, but old people in general creep me out. So when
1: well, she I showed know, up, I was worried. You do a podcast with me every week.
0: No, yeah, that's why right. I keep looking away. I can't, can't stay too long. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, because I feel like I've seen it all before And then I mean, I've already kind of spoiled it I went 10-9 in favour of Nightmare on Elm Street Which, the ending again, is quite different Because it's about the kids going into the dream world And taking on Freddy, but it's also Running alongside that, we've got Nancy's father and the professor like Going to f- dig up his bones Which is something that Never really happens in Any of the others, so it's somewhat different, which I appreciate. Um, although I'm not sure how the skeleton came alive, I'm not not really sure what's going on there because they weren't asleep, so I don't really know what happened there. Dream powers, man. Dream, it's I, I like it. I like all the kids going in and kind of like the ones that haven't really stood up for themselves kind of have this like newfound power while they're in there. And it's not just these weird abilities that some of them have, it's like the confidence, like the uh. The ex drug addict is like now, like this cool punk rock chick. The guy that doesn't is a mute speaks in there. The kid in the
1: wheelchair can walk. Like, I like the can we save that for supporting cast? I've got so much I need to say about the <laughs> <these fucking
0: things. laughs> yeah, yeah, we can leave that, but um, yeah, I, li- I like the way it switched things up, and it wasn't the same as what we'd seen before. And because of that, I went 10-9 in favour of Nightmare on Elm Street again. At the moment, it's fucking killing Friday the 13th.
1: (laughs) I actually couldn't really remember the ending to (laughs) Nightmare on Elm Street when I was scoring it. And it wasn't until like just just before we came on tonight that I was like, oh yeah, they did that and then they had the bones and stuff. And I did, I did like it, but I liked it because it had some cool visuals, not because of what it was doing. Like I like like the really, I don't think it probably wasn't Ray Harryhausen, but like the proper Ray Harryhausen type skeleton, that really, really jagged claymation like Jason the Organaught style. I, I love that look. I would, I would, I would get rid of all CGI if we could have films that look like that, honestly. Um, but and like this, this one of my more favorite moments in the film, one of my more favorite effects in the film, more favorite. I don't know if that's the term, but um, I'm not the writer here. You are. Um, is when they're being pulled through the mirrors and you've got that hand drawn cartoony of the mirror effect like being cut. And then when they come out, it's like really cleverly done. Obviously, some mirrors are against wall, and others have got fake backs that can jump out of and stuff. So They did have some cool moments and when Freddie is dying uh, and he's got that kind of splotches of um almost looks like uh, the beast turning back into uh, uh, the prince at the end of beauty and the Got all the bloody lights coming out of him and the cross on the forehead like really loved all that kind of visual stuff but and i'm surprised myself because all i was doing at the ending of uh, friday the 13th was laughing but i actually think i prefer the ending to friday the 13th so i went 10 9 to friday because just for the pure fact, I love that ending shot where she's just fucking gone insane. She's just, I don't know, I like again, I'm, I don't know what's in the newer films, but she's clearly just gone in, well, I know what's the end of two, because I've watched that bit, but she's just clearly gone insane. She's like fucking heads rolling, eyes rolling, she's just laughing hysterically in the back of the police car. And for a film that made me laugh more than it made me jump, or made me scared, or made me even slightly worried or tense, like that bit, I was like, that ending really fucking stuck with me because it was like because when she woke up and i was like what the fuck's he doing in the house like why does he look like sloth from goonies and and i know that's what he's supposed to look like but he looked really fucking cartoony um and wow this fucking woman who's this woman that's popped out like i genuinely was like this really fucking come out of nowhere but then when she kind of when you realize it that never happened like she wasn't on the boat. Well, she was on the boat, but she wasn't on the boat, she never got grabbed. He never was in the house. and he, that final shot of him laying there with the axe still in his head. I mean, I was expecting like a hand to twitch or something, and it just didn't. I was like, no, nah, actually I, that fucking shot there. And when she like when you see her going all crazy inside the police car, it really, really stuck me. So, I preferred that mainly because the fucking kids are not the living shit out of me. I mean, Nightmare on the Street. But I, I genuinely... I like It is an ending we've seen loads of times. Um, but I do think it is the better ending. Yeah,
0: that's fair enough. I think that stuff you just said about the way she's portrayed as like having lost her mind is really effective. And I do really like the fact that we see Jason on the ground and he doesn't move. And then we see little shots of Crystal Lake and it it looks almost peaceful. And it kind of like... Obviously, it certainly wasn't the end, but it could have been the end, um, yeah. and I, I do like that. Obviously, it gets undone with nine other films afterwards.
1: But uh... well, I was I was reading a, I was reading an article on Dream Warriors after, and it's interesting because Wes Craven came back and had intended that to be the final ever. So he said he never wanted. This is me sounding like the expert when I literally read an article two days ago, but he's he never wanted it to be a franchise. He wanted Nightmare to be a one and done so he came back to the third one after not wanting to do a second one to try and end it so that Freddie could never come back and then of course they kept finding ways to make him come back but yeah and it's interesting both movies could have probably just ended there yeah um but no yeah i I do prefer plus the (laughs) credit the song over the end credits of uh, friday the 13th is proper funky whereas the song over the uh, end credits of that Nightmare on Elm Street? is just really shit eighties music.
0: <laughs> no, they are. They are. Um, they could have both ended. I tell you what. Even though you might never want to touch a Nightmare on Elm Street film again, you should watch Wes Craven's New Nightmare because he eventually goes back to the franchise again.
1: I um, I really want to watch the first one again. And I've heard uh, New Nightmare is good, but then the modern remakes aren't as good. No, apparently that's pants. I've not seen that one. I kind of want to watch Freddy versus Jason foot shits in Google. I've seen that. I've, I've 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 seen that when I was like college years. Yeah. Um, but I can't really remember. I remember something in like a barn. I don't really remember. But I do I do want to go back and watch the first um nightmare. And I kind of want to go back and watch the first two Freddy uh, Fridays as well.
0: Yeah. Um the first one's good. The first one's good. It's just not Jason and then second one's me. Um, fourth one's class sure it's the fourth one that's brilliant that one is it as good as Superman 4 a little bit better <laughs> <laughs> do not got Christopher Reeve though so I don't know what to tell you um,
1: well I'm not watching it
0: we'll move on then this is usually where we'll talk about like, the lead character but first I feel like in these sorts of movies the villain is the most important character so I wanted to lead with that and go with like the slasher movie villain first. We've obviously got Jason Voorhees in Friday the 13th Part 3 in his second ever appearance. He's first with The Mask. Um, And then he's up against Freddy Krueger, who is one of the creepiest motherfuckers ever. And he's the thing with Freddy is there's only been one film where he wasn't played by Robert England. Like Jason has been... You know
1: what, sorry? One of the more modern ones.
0: Yeah, the, the last one they did, it was someone different. But... It's always before that it was always Robert England, whereas Jason has been played by like ten different people at this point. Um, But they're both iconic mi- villains. Both two of like we said earlier, two of the most iconic horror movie villains, certainly. Um So how did you score this?
1: Uh Well, first of all, you said that he's only been played by two people, Robert England and this other guy. Well, that's not true. He was also played by Groundskeeper Willie. Um, <laughs> oh yeah.
0: Yeah,
1: in the Treehouse of Horror with his um, rake. Yeah, well, that's that episode used to fucking creep me out i no end. Um, I am a fan of both types of villains. Like I say, Pennywise is probably my favourite, so that part of it appeals to me with with Freddy Krueger. But I much prefer the slow moving or just slasher. So I went ten nine easy to. To Jason, just because I just I love those unstoppable forces, like he just fucking doesn't stop, and I don't know how. because he, he walks slow all the fucking time, but he just disappears. And it, this, I don't know this. I know it's unreal and unbelievable, but there's just something about it that I just think is so much better. And that ability to be like <clears throat> where you can focus on shots of feet of biker gangs or. Why there was a fucking biker gang in the movie? Let's not. But (laughs) but you can just focus on a shot of boots walking on the ground, and you immediately go, "Fuck, that's Jason." Or you can see a shoulder, and you go, "Fuck, that's Jason." And I don't know, man. I just I just think it's so much more intimidating than. And I'm I, I get I think I probably would go with Freddy if I'd seen the first one because by the sounds of it, the first Freddy is actually creepy. Whereas this Freddy seems a bit like doesn't really seem creepy to me at all. It just seems a bit the only time I was like, oh fucking hell, that's grim, is when he really rips his shirts so and you can see other fucking souls of people he's killed on his chest, which I think was really cool. But yeah, it didn't really appeal to me. It just seems a bit I don't think slapstick's the right word, but I didn't I didn't didn't take him seriously like I did with with Jason, and I like, like I say, I like those lumbering threats and slashers more than more than creepy people.
0: Yeah, I agree. I went ten nine in favor of Jason because, for, above all else, I think Jason Voorhees is my favorite horror movie like monster slash villain. Aside from Ghostface, which it's hard to put up against because it's obviously there's certain versions of Ghostface that I prefer, but overall. I think Jason as a character and as the look, I think he's one of the most terrifying villains there is. Um, I think what hurts uh, Nightman on Elm Street is like you said, this one it felt more like they wanted Freddie to be like, wise cracking. Like when he comes out with a couple of like puns almost, like there's one not to get into the kills yet, but there's one where he's like gonna he drags into TV and he says, Welcome to Prime Time, bitch. <laughs> like like he's so much more like Intent on being like almost funny and quippy in this one. There's one where he says you don't believe in fairy tales and stuff, which I get is quite effective and it's entertaining, but I'm like you, I prefer my horror movie villains to just be straight up terrifying. And Jason Voorhees is the silent, like hulking figure that just brings fucking carnage. It's so, so effective. In the later ones, especially the 2009 remake they did, which is the last Friday the 13th, he runs. So like he chases them when they run, and that is really like intense to watch. But I do think I prefer this the slow moving version
1: that we got initially, like this. Where he, where he jogs after them a bit, but it's there's a weight behind it. Like he's yeah. not like sprinting it; it's the like proper like Hulk. Like if he hit you, you'd be fucking broken. Um, but yeah, I think yeah, I, I couldn't I couldn't take Freddy seriously. But and even though you know. When he takes his mask off, he does look like sloth from Goonies. Like, it's still, like, fucked up. And when he's walking around and you can see that he's got more chins than me. It's like, it's, it's just like, there's clearly something about this guy that makes him. And maybe I would understand it more if I watched the other movies. But coming in and just this one, I was just like, well, yeah, there's clearly something there plus um he gets his uh, there's something really funny to me about like funny about it to me that his most iconic look the hockey mask the one that stuck throughout the entire franchise after this the one that's everybody like uh jason hockey mask everybody knows it comes from my boy shelly the fucking <laughs> the absolute we'll, fucking, we'll talk about him soon jesus the, the absolute idiot of the group that that He's just constantly trying to wind people up. Maybe that's why I love him. Um, and yeah, I, I don't know. This is something really funny to me. that His most iconic look comes from the clearly the uh, comedy character.
0: Yeah, that is funny. Um, I don't know if they intended at the time for it to become what it became. But know. they must have latched on quite quickly, though, because every time after that, I feel like we've seen him with the mask. Um, and it works, so why wouldn't you? But yeah, that was an easy one, I think. I like Freddy, but I don't think he's as, like, as even the way I judge it is, I watched Freddy versus Jason. I was rooting for
1: Jason the entire fucking time. Let's go. Had to be done. Did, uh, genuinely, the way I was, the way I tipped it in the end for me, because I do like both, but I was like, who do I play most as on Mortal Kombat? Jason. Yeah,
0: that that goes without saying, because he's Jason and Predator. <laughs> yeah um yeah we'll move on then to this one's interesting because we'll go with the best lead now and i want to get your thoughts on this because obviously the lead in friday the 30th, three is chris the girl who had kind of run into jason in the past like we hear what some backstory
1: the films i'm guessing not
0: she was never in any of the others no, no. they must have they just shoehorned it in that she was just there once when he attacked and that's how she came into contact with him and for some reason she came back i don't know why he would if you'd seen him before but um this is where it's interesting because in Night One Elm Street, I wanna know who you think is the lead. Is it Kirsten, the girl at the beginning, or is it Nancy Thompson? Because I feel like Nancy kind of is the one that favours the story and she's got the more screen time, I think.
1: And she's an icon from the past. I think it's supposed to be Kirsty. Is that her name? Yeah, I think so, yeah. Dead, dead. Kirsten or Kristen? Chris, I don't know the blonde. This I mean, we don't even know her name. Yeah, fucking. That's what I'm saying. Very memorable. Mm -hmm. I'm going to ring Dan. (laughs) Um, but when Nancy comes into it, you kind of the story just becomes about her, regardless. Like even with when the kids do the thing, whatever they do, boring shit. They it becomes about Nancy, and then um, Higgins in the girl. What's her first name? Kirsty Higgins, and I remember, I remember her last name. I'm not sure, but I yeah. But there's also her. But I would say that she's. Do you know what? Great sign, great sign of these lead characters. Do you know what I mean? (laughs) Well, that's this (laughs) is the thing we. Now everyone's gonna actually. I literally finished watching it an hour and a half ago. (laughs) No, I think the oh, I think the lead character's called Chris. Chris. I think she's Chris Chris in Friday. Chris. Pretty sure it's Chris Higgins.
0: Yeah. But the thing is with these 80s slashers is the, the characters really felt the same. Like they didn't really care. Like they never really gave them much depth. They felt like they were unimportant and a lot of them were just like faceless people. That's why in the 80s especially, it was the emergence of these iconic villains because people were going to watch them kill people, not for people to escape. Um, And that's the same here, which is why... I wanted to know whether you considered Nancy because I think she is genuinely really, really good. I think she's one of the best screen queens we've got because she did three Nightmare on Elm Street films in the end and I think she's brilliant in all of them. I think she's wonderful in this film. Okay. But <laughs> Kristen or Kirsten is played by Patricia Arquette who is obviously a, a wonderful actress. who went on to do like true romance and stuff. So whichever one you want to go with. Oh, is it Martin? Uh, no it's me but whichever one you want to go with I'm giving them 10-9 over Chris Higgins anyway uh, because I think Nancy's great, I think if it was Nancy it could even be a, possibly a 10-8 but like you said she's not the final girl, she's not the one that opens the film so if it's going with Kristen which is Patricia Arquette's character I think it's difficult but Chris was just a fucking dumbass. Like, she was annoying. Whereas I sympathize with Patricia Arquette's character, and it's Patricia Arquette. Like, this <laughs> is a recognizable name. I couldn't even tell you the name of the actress that played Chris if my life depended on it. I couldn't even give you a, a first name. You couldn't
1: even give the first name of the character's name.
0: So, oh, yeah. So, yeah, I went 10-9 in favour of uh, A Nightmare
1: on Elm Street Part 3, whether it's Chris... I would say say Nancy. Would you? Yeah, I would say, because as soon as Nancy's introduced, it's nothing else matters. It's really about Nancy and her story, I think.
0: Mm, That could change things then. There could be a 10-8. Could be a 10-8 on the cars. I'm doing it. 10-8. Nancy Thompson. Nancy Thompson gets a 10-8 because I really think she's great. And I think her showing up as someone who'd watched the first one obviously before this so it felt obviously a bit more impactful to me, her showing up I didn't expect because with this sort of film, she wasn't in the second one mm. and with these sorts of 80s films they just recycled main characters, That it never really matters there's not many horror franchises in the 80s where it's the same uh, lead like Final Girl, like Jamie Lee Curtis did it twice with Halloween but then didn't come back to the end of the 90s so having Nancy come back and really take, like, use her experience in the past with Freddie and use it to her advantage and take charge and really take the fight to him, I thought it was brilliant. So, yeah, 10-8. We've done it.
1: We've got a 10-8. You're not gonna put, you, you've not pulled a 10-8 out in a while. I know. And no. I wasn't going to
0: this time until you talked me into Nancy being the lead. <laughs> you didn't have to go 10-8. You could have still got ten nine. 9 No, when you said Nancy was the leader, I had to go 10-8. Because that Chris is fucking random as hell but nancy's big deal
1: well then you're really not gonna like me because nancy fucking grated on me so much oh and my god. maybe i would have liked her more if i already had a connection from the first one but my god every word that came i mean not be- much better with chris but she fucking grated on me every single word that came out of her mouth and she just was i don't know there's something about her that was like Every time you're on screen, I want to smash my head into the coffee table. Like, (laughs) in the nicest way. You know? You're just so fucking. I don't know. know. But yeah, just didn't really do it for me. And for somebody who's experienced Freddie before and knows all about him, and this is me assuming, but assumes she knows some way to defeat him. It took a lot for her to then, in the end, not defeat him. It was still the fucking doctor, random ass doctor love interest. And then she still fucking died. Yeah, but that was a nice surprise. What, well, that she died? Yeah, I don't think anyone saw that coming. I will admit that was a good surprise
0: that she died. Yeah, because obviously her dad had just died and it felt like that was actually a real moment. And they felt, because they had a broken relationship, it felt like they were actually getting that bond as he was going. And then it wasn't even him. <laughs>
1: <laughs> fucking heartbreaking. No, I will admit that bit was good. But because it was a nice twist for for Freddie, but I was a little bit relieved when she died. I'm not gonna lie. I was like, well, please don't let this be a fucking fake out. So but, can we just get this on record? You hate Nancy, but you liked Shelley, right? Don't don't even get me. Right, let's can we wait until we get to supporting cast? <laughs> yeah, I <laughs> think there's gonna be some conversations there. Chris, I Chris, I like, just, like. at the end of the day, I genuinely at the end of the day, I was like, they're both shit, <laughs> and they're both really winding me up. But I went with who entertained me the most. And there's a bit for me, it felt like a good ten minutes, but I'm sure it's only like thirty seconds. Where Chris is just trying to close windows, <laughs> it's dead windy, and she's just trying to close windows. And it's like she closes one, and then another one opens. So she runs over and closes it and I genuinely was expecting the window to blow open and then she goes and hides and then somebody fucking gets thrown through the window and she just fucking screams and then goes and stands with the dead body and just why would you not just fucking run so she's an idiot yeah and that's why I'm giving her the 10. One, <laughs> one because she gave me more entertainment value because yes, yeah, she fucking did. Two she actually defeat defeated the villain and not in just like a, in. I mean, in the end, she took an axe to the. She gave him an axe to the head, but while he was knocked out, she had the balls to stay there and wrap her fucking rope around his neck and kick him off. Like, That's got some balls. What did fucking Nancy do? Get beat, Freddie, beat, Freddy. Beat Freddy Krueger once already. Yeah, she got stabbed though, didn't she? Yeah, <laughs> she, she has a
0: fifty percent success rate. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Mine's got hundred percent. So yeah, very true. It, twice technically, but um, Nancy came back. Never saw Chris again. Well, I don't know that. I'm just Cal. I'm just judging the film I'm watching, man. (laughs) (laughs) So in the end, I had to. I I, I know. I know. A certain somebody who's probably watching that's gonna be like, "Fuck's sake!" I had to go down. Was who was highest? And uh, Chris was highest, (laughs) hundred (laughs) percent. It was. It was points at the end. Do you know when she's telling the story, and I was pissing myself the entire time she's telling the story because she's like looked off into the distance she's, and you can tell this p- poor young actress is trying her artist to be like this is my moment this is where i do my big backstory she's she's talk- and she looks fucking stupid but yeah the entire she's time I, was, the entire time I was just thinking you're
0: gorgeous she must have thought this is what they're going to
1: show an oscar highlights reel yeah yeah this is my oscar highlight reel i just kept thinking oh my god yes you 10 out of 10. <laughs> No they're good So if you don't like
0: Nancy, maybe you shouldn't watch the first Freddy Krueger movie or New Nightmare. Cause okay. they're the only one she's in. I wish she in that one as well. But a New Nightmare is actually it's quite meta. It was like Wes Craven's film before Scream, where it's actually about the actors that played the characters. So okay. it's about Heather Langenkamp who plays Nancy, and how after doing these Friday, uh, Freddy movies, Freddy Krueger in real life starts hunting them down. Like the actor that plays Freddie, Robert Englund's in the film as himself, but then he's also in it as Freddie. Well, that's cool. Yeah, that's
1: probably my favorite one. Um, I I watched, no, I watched the first one because if she's, I think if she's a teenage victim, it's easier to, and I don't know how to explain the logic, but it's easier to put up with that kind of nails on a chalkboard kind of thing because Mm. that's the role they're supposed to be playing. Yeah. This she was, I feel like she was supposed to be the hero or she was supposed to be the knowledgeable one, and she just came off as thick. <laughs> <laughs> whereas... Fucking shots fired at Nancy Thompson. Whereas Chris, she's not supposed to be anything. She's just thick. And yeah. I love it for her She's stupid. She runs up. She sees the fucking bath overflowing. She sees it overflowing with blood. She sees the fucking blood, bloody body in there, picks up the jumper and goes, oh, fuck, that's blood. Let's start running. <laughs>
0: I never actually got your squad. It was that a 10 9 in favour of Kristen. Yeah, I might go 10 8. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> are
1: you doing it? No, I'm not. I'm no. not you. I'm not going <laughs> with 10 don't, 9. I don't pull out 10 8s. I pull a 10 10, but I won't pull a 10 8. Yeah, I've got, I've got what's morals. surprising for a character you love. <laughs> I still won't do it. I've got morals.
0: We'll move on then to the supporting cafe because this <laughs> is the one we've got some things to talk about. Um, so you get to go first this time. I don't really know anyone's name from the supported cast of Friday the 13th. I think oh, this
1: I is, there's, there's Shelly. That's the only one I care about.
0: Yeah. I think the love interest was called Rick because I think Chris shouts it 150 times. Yeah. Um, But the, the thing, that's the thing with, really, like I said, these eighties movies, the cast really don't seem to matter. And there's not much time spent given any of them any semblance of a personality. I can only um,
1: remember one of the names from, well, if you, I suppose if you count in Kirsten, yeah. Um, I can only remember Kincaid, I can't even remember the dad's name. King I can't what a guy. I can't remember fucking the doctor's name. I can't remember Larry Fishburn's name. Yeah, Dad, that was
0: weird, wasn't it? When he just showed up as the orderly guy. Yeah, I saw, I Larry I at that point.
1: And I was like, Oh, Larry Fishburn. I'm guessing at this point Lawrence Fishburn was already famous and they didn't want to get him confused. And I was like, No, that's just fucking Lawrence Fishburn. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's weird because he did this and like literally like three, four years later he's in um, Boys in the Hood, one of the most important fucking films of the night. He's like, how do you, how do you make that jump? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> is... Larry Fishburne.
1: What film's Lawrence Fishburne in where he lied about his age getting it? Is it Platoon or... Format I think of... so, yeah. Oh, wait. Is it Apocalypse Now? Oh, yeah, might be, yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think so, yeah. Um, I actually remember hearing about that because I listened to a podcast about it after I watched that film, and I think that was it, yeah. Um, but yeah, star Studied cast. <laughs> you got Larry Fishburn. And that's it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, neither film's really got too much memorable characters, so how did you score it?
1: Was I... it
0: 10-9 sold for Shelley?
1: Yeah. <laughs> 100%. Uh... I'm not even lying. I went 10-9 for Friday. Because... I struggle with teenage actors, especially if they're poor. Like, I think you've got it it's it's difficult because obviously you just started a career. And if it's a start just starting your career in a B movie as well, it's gonna be even worse. But they all just like, oh, that girl when she's like, in my dreams, I'm pretty and cool or badass or whatever she says. I'm just like, oh shut the fuck up, love. You know, <laughs> like what part of you thinks giant mohawk equals that, equals, you don't look badass, look a twat, I did, I'm not gonna lie, I'm gonna, let me just rip into people first before I talk talk about what I like, because it's way more that I can rip into than what I like, Well, like, <laughs> it's like, I, I, I'm I pretty a badass and I'm, I'm a level 12 mage and I can do magic in my dreams, <laughs> and Kirsten's like, I can do a cartwheel. <laughs> And he's like, I could I could walk and the other guy can fucking bend, bends a chair, which I think on cheap metal, most people can do. But yeah, that didn't look that impressive to me. It genuinely looked like one of those um primary school chairs that you can... And he still struggled. Yeah, he still... <laughs> paper mache chair in his proper struggling. It just really made me pissed that Kirsten's like, I can do a flip. <laughs> It clearly goes for like a 45-year-old man, man in a blonde wig and then she does that and it's her again. <laughs> yeah, I love when stuff do that, but it's so clearly not them. Um, but, yeah, none of them were, King Kincaid was great just because he was so over the top. Like, clearly... I don't know if Wes Craven's ever been near the streets, but I imagine that's what he imagined the streets are. And I'm saying the streets like that because it's quite clearly not the street. And it's like the way he talks and the way he acts, it's so over the top. It's like something you see on fucking a sitcom. It's so over the top that I just had to love Kincaid, but everybody else, fuck me. What a bunch of idiots. (laughs) What about Larry Fishburne? No, I actually quite like Larry Fishburne, I'm not going to lie, because he was just Larry Fishburne. He hasn't, he's yeah. not quite promoted himself to Lawrence yet, but he no. was, I mean, you know, he's my Perry White, so. Uh, yeah. He, um, but yeah, everybody else, like the the dad and the doctor, ugh, when they're in the bar, and he's like "Oh, i'll meet you outside he walks up just grabs him and chucks him against the wall I'm like this you look like the most least threatening person ever and that if the if this was any other script the dad would have beat the shit out of him yeah and then there's like his freddie's mum that's just there that was a really random way to take the story i thought really strange and uh, that she was a ghost the whole time yeah it, i don't know it, so fucking weird the this the animatronic not animatronic the um stop motion skeleton had more motion and acting in it than most of the kids so <laughs> but then <laughs> on the flip side you've got bloody friday the 13th where literally all of them are really they i mean are they is rick supposed to be how old's rick supposed to be yeah he like, looks like 40 yeah <laughs> i would say 50 odd he's like but he's in like he's in like a polo t-shirt pretending to be like 18 yeah
0: and, <laughs> and then, all he keeps talking about is how his missus won't fucking sleep with him. it's like jesus christ man talk about pressuring
1: calm down yeah like what she had she not seen him for like a year or something the first thing he does yeah. is grab her and kiss her and then just keeps trying to grab her i'm like yeah he was,
0: was like doing? we need to set aside three hours a day and one in the morning well jesus christ what's this medieval times?
1: i was i was getting operation new tree vibes if i'm being honest
0: <laughs> but that's that's the cash to end with is it
1: yeah, it is because yeah. let me get to him. I'm building up to him, right? Yeah, the two horn dogs in the in the hammock that's like, how are we gonna do it? I was like, oh, was it me or was it you or was it the hammock? Like, it. Yeah, the hammock really improves your sex life. And then, <laughs> then you got the fucking biker gang, which is the least biker gang. It's like a biker gang from Sesame Street. <laughs> it's, yeah, they're not very convincing. It's they were so in like this hardcore biker girl. It's just swinging on the rope. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was. I don't know why they included those guys. So it was just to give Shelley his moment of heroism. Speaking of, what a guy! What a guy! I genuinely, I, genuine, I genuinely was like, "Fuck this! Is the killing started already? This is this is fast. Really random, but really fast." And he's just got a fake knife stuck in his head. <laughs> And we've got to give him credit, he got me. He got he made he made me believe that he'd been killed more than any of uh, Jason's jump scares.
0: Hey, he's a very talented makeup
1: artist as well to yeah. do all that to himself, especially at the end. I love it at the end when he's laying there, dead and she's like, ha ha, great makeup, Shelly. <laughs> like, like, well, you brought it on yourself there, pal. It's the boy who cried wolf, isn't it. Also, not to um, not to put too fine a point on it, as we've already said. He is the reason Jason's got his iconic look. So, yes, I did go 10-9 <laughs> for Friday. Just for Shelley. Because, do you know who he reminds me of? And I know it's a show we shouldn't really talk about anymore because every single actor in it turns out to be problematic. But it reminds me of uh, Donna's dad from um, that 70s show. Have you ever seen it?
0: Yeah, it is, like Bob,
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah. Every every time I was like, for ages, I was like, who is it? He reminds me of it. But finally it clicked and I had to Google it. I was like, is it the same person? And it's not. But I was like, surely it's the same fucking person. Yeah, he does, he does have a lot of Bob vibe about him. Yeah, he does.
0: Fucking Bob. I hate that guy. <laughs> Red used to terrorize that motherfucker. I used to love that show. Um I don't know if I'd go back and watch it though. No, apparently they're old. Well, <laughs> not Eric Foreman. Top for Grace is normal. No, he's still the star. Um, I haven't even given my score, but no, I? went on the op- complete opposite for the same reason I went 10-9 in favor of nightmare Kincaid. for my guy Kincaid <laughs> <laughs> Can I just say one of his quotes? Where you at you burnt face pussy? That is <laughs> 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 one of the fucking coldest lines in cinema history, is all I'm saying. Is
1: that the one is that when he shouts really loudly?
0: <laughs> yeah, he's like burnt face pussy. <laughs> I think he's funny as hell, man. He is so fucking funny, but he is a straight up terrible actor. Like it's so over the top, and it's not convincing in
1: the slightest. But you were like, like I said, you you weren't convinced when he was
0: bent in the chair. That guy struggled more than I think most normal people would struggle. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think also because the focus is on the entire group for a while, I think a lot a lot of them get a lot more to do than people that show up and just immediately get killed in brand of fame so and also I think Shelley's one of the worst fucking characters I've ever seen in my entire life. Love the guy's him. a real woe is me little bitch. Love him.
1: I love <laughs> that he King, never King K would have whooped Shelly in a fight, let me tell you he never gave up on his dreams of touching a woman.
0: I know yeah no matter how many times they got rebuffed. Um,
1: but yeah he did bring the he did bring the mask. I gotta give him credit for that. He did he did make me laugh when he was like they've they've gone too far this time and slightly run over one of their wheels. <laughs>
0: Yeah. And then he thought he really showed them. Oh, he showed them, did you? (laughs) I'm not sure he did, (laughs) pal. Oh. But yeah, I like the cast of Nightmare. I think, like I said, Patricia Arquette, we can't know her supporting, so I'm I'm including her because she went on to have a really good career in things like, like I said, True Romance was one of my favourite films that was written by Quentin Tarantino. I think it's fucking brilliant. Mm -hmm. Um, and, like I said, technically, I couldn't name you a single supporting character in Friday the 13th apart from Shelley, where I've got... Rick. Kincaid, Kristen, Larry Fishburne. That's three. What's his name? That's his actor's name. That's his actor's pseudonym name. The, the mute name? guy, I remember the mute guy, the guy that didn't speak, he was called Joey. I know that.
1: Oh, no, I did like Joey. Joey was cool. Yeah. Because...
0: I liked that he him speaking... In the dream world was like that big moment. I liked that, yeah. And
1: like because of where they were, I
0: think those kids got a little bit more time to shine. Whereas some of the Friday ones, it was like we'll show up,
1: get naked and die. <laughs> Which, I mean, <laughs> that's what you want to do. It's what you want to do. But we see what, that I in like, every Friday movie. I was like, I was expecting more from these movies. I've been led to believe by films like X that they and Cabin in the Woods that they all get naked all the time, and there wasn't there was hardly any in it. Yeah, that one was quite tame by franchise's standards i think great the one that you forced me to watch <laughs> but yeah uh yeah i, I went 10-9 you, but, oh okay you're solid in your 10-9 i just wanted to ask you if, if, if you might want to change your decision but i don't really remember anybody in fried in um nightmare on elm street yo-yoing a yo-yo to camera <laughs> like that's 10-10. very true yeah.
0: that's very true but
1: I like the bit where he hits her on the face with the yo-yo, and then she goes, "Oh, that was so close." I'm like, "No, he just fucking hit you."
0: Yeah, that was like, "No, we ain't, we ain't shooting again. Just fucking go it." <laughs> <laughs> but Larry Fishburne, that's enough.
1: Surely, yeah. Also, also, did, your film didn't. Um, that man, I'm sorry, didn't have sloth from Goonies in it. <laughs> that's very true. That's very true. I don't know how I are calling it my film. I've always preferred
0: Friday the 13th. I'm just... I'm calling it as it is. You're
1: backing Kincaid. You're backing that horse. I'm backing the guy that said the phrase, burnt face pussy. But I'm going to say it here because I don't... just Because I've just remembered it and I don't know where else we'll, we can fit it in anyway. But when you rewatch Friday the 13th, when they got in the car after going to the shop and annoying the bikers, did you... When they closed the door, did you see the the entire crew, the camera crew and sound crew in the window? I was oh. like, I was like, the bike is coming. I was like, when the car went up, I was, like, was that the crew? So I had to rewind. I was like, literally, just straight up, it's is just it like, re- <laughs> about four or five people. There's one guy doing like this. <laughs>
0: That's incredible. Eighties slash movies were really just a fucking oh. cesspit quality. There was not much going on there. They were cheap to make though, and they made money. We'll move on then to the, the crux of all of these sorts of films, and it's the kills. Especially yeah. as the 80s went along, people tuned in more for those sorts of things, especially with villains like Freddy and Jason. People wanted to see how they'd kill different people off. Um, and I like the kills in both of these movies for very different reasons. I think the Jason Voorhees stuff in Friday Part 3 is great because... It's all 3D. Like, a lot of it is so 3D-based. Like, the way he kills the girl that was with Shelly with the, like, harpoon to the face, and it shoots at the camera yeah. Or the way... Yeah, straight in the eye. That's good. I think that looked quite good for the time as well. Um, or the pitchfork to the biker guy as it yeah. comes towards the camera.
1: He even, I mean, like... I mean It's very obvious, like, you can even see it a few times whenever they're doing something 3D. You can tell that they, like, they look to the camera quite a lot to, like, be making sure that, like, with the guy with the pitchfork, I I noticed he was like this, and then he went, oh, there it is.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and he moves, like, the stick towards it. But, yeah, I think a few of them are quite good, like the girl in the hammock, which it's the most ridiculous thing in the world when the blood starts falling on her. She's like, where's that coming from? Where do you fucking think? It's falling from above. It's not coming from below, is it? like she's like oh, where's that where's Every, it drop from
1: everybody in that movie is stupid yeah very stupid both movies but I mean, it was more entertaining in friday the 13th i
0: do like that bit though when she notices the quotes above her, but before she gets a chance to like react it comes up from underneath which yeah. is a cool it's a cool callback to the first friday movie um when something similar happens to a noticeable name in that one um I just love, like, all the 3D effects for it. Even, like, Rick, the love interest, when he, like, squeezes his head in the eye, pops towards the okay, camera. That's,
1: that's what I was thinking of, because you can quite clearly see the wire, where you can see the yeah. speech. But I still loved it. It so... <laughs> and, and it was the... Uh, it was the, like, doing this, and then it cut to... Jay's, it cut back, and it's like a plasticine. Yeah. It's, 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 it's,
0: <laughs> I quite like that. Um and then the, the Nightmare on Elm Street ones, I think because it's the dream world and it's Freddie, he gets to be a bit more creative with it. Like, the injecting all of the different needles into the girl at the same time, I think it's fucking brilliant.
1: Um little um, suckers on the arms.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think that was really well done. I think using the guy as if he was a puppet by pulling on his like his veins, I think they are, and he leads him to the tower before cutting them and he falls to his death. That was well done. Um, the girl that wants to be on TV, so he, literally
1: pulls her into a TV and electrocutes her. There no we no. <laughs> The guy in the wheelchair is the biggest, is the, the thing that he uses to try and kill him. A killer wheelchair. <laughs>
0: yeah. And then he's what does he say? It's like, like, I don't believe in fairy tales when he just like fucking stabs him in the chest or something like that. Yeah.
1: Um,
0: What else was there? There was Nancy when we thought her dad was back and then she just got fucking stabbed up. That was actually probably the most tame death. But I think because of how it creatively get with the Freddy ones, I actually went 10 down in favour of Nightmare on Elm Street because while I think the 3D gimmick is really fucking funny and it's so obvious, a lot of the kills don't feel that creative. Whereas stuff like all these different needles into the body or the whole, the vein stuff, I thought was like, it made me cringe, like even just thinking of that as he's walking with his arms out like this. It was awful. Yeah. So, yeah, I went ten nine in favour of that because I think it was really creative and it's not something you see anywhere else.
1: Yeah, and I think I do agree with you and it probably will favour in another category we've got coming up. But in terms of kills themselves, I, like I said before, I prefer... The brutality of it all so even though it looked a bit shit i i like the whole just fucking grabbing his head and just popping it and when she like she looks up from the blood and the guy's just fucked up in the rafters it just looks like a slab of meat that's been ripped in half and oh, when he pushes the knife through, knife through a throat like probably one of the better effects in the movie but it looked really good to the point where i was like <laughs> like you can see the knife kind of push out the skin and the blood kind of dribble out as well and like the harpoon and all the biker stuff as well like there was a it was actually a really good shot and i bet it i was like how did they do that and then realized it's probably really fucking easy but the the girl biker whose name i can't remember it was a really stupid name Fox. yeah <laughs> yeah yeah it fucking is <laughs> i hate these fucking movies man <laughs> she was like, she was pinned to the barn with um a rake and then it had like the shot of it like go down so you saw the entire body that she was hanging and i bet for the time that was like fuck, how did they do that kind of thing and i think all really good even like the 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 lead well i guess he was the lead biker like somehow survived and just slept was sleeping for like four hours or something turned up and then it was a really quick shot of like and his hand came off and i do love all the freddy stuff and that will win the next category i promise you because of how creative it is. But I went 10, because I just, I I much prefer Brutality. Like, I like the, um, like, Michael Myers, and that's why I like a lot of the Scream stuff, because it's just brutal. Um, and that's why I went, because I the reason I went for Jason on the villain category, because it's like that slow, hulking, menacing, unstoppable thing, and that's, he brought that with... He didn't just pop his head like a grape, he fucking threw him through a window as well. I just fucking fucked him all. Um, and I... I know he's not, uh, technically not a death, he escaped the death, but when he's hanging there, he just fucking lifts himself up. Absolutely fucking loved it. So, and then even the axe to the head, like, I thought was really, really cool. Um, so, yeah, that's why I went, I went um, Friday with 30. I do really like the the kills in Nightmare on Elm Street, but they, they made me laugh more than they made me go, oh, that was a cool kill. So a lot of them made me chuckle more than... They did think, oh no, that's a bit brutal. But so yeah, cool. Um In that the next category, so yeah, ten nine to to Friday on that. The next category we said it was special effects, and yeah, Friday Nightmare on I each uh, one hundred percent wins that. The fucking puppet ten. 9, I'm sorry, I'm getting ahead of myself. But the puppet strings on that one, oh fuck it out. Yeah,
0: that that shit looks great, like. It was so, so, like, effective. It made me cringe watching
1: it. It and wasn't like, for me. It was the feet. The it, feet, yeah. Like, ripped all the way up to the toes. And I'm like, oh. Because I don't like... I can stand any kind of gore. I can watch anything. But the one thing I don't like is, you know, in movies when they slice the back of the ankle on that tendon, oh, it gets through, it gets me every time. And for some reason... Seeing the fucking front of the feet feet ripped out and having the innards used as puppet strings really fucking got to me too. Even though it looked somewhat cheap, fuck me, effective.
0: Yeah, it's like I know it's obviously clearly not the same, but you know when like I don't know if you ever do, you had that little bits of skin and you'd peel it and it'd, oh, it'd pull it pull back a bit too much.
1: Oh, fuck, disgusting.
0: And like it would peel back a little bit too much. That's what it felt like. It felt like it. Oh, it was horrible. Um, but that was great. And I think all the different things freddie does requires like the special effects and it requires that sort of creativity so yeah i went 10 9 in favor of um nightmare on elm street again there because even the stuff like you said with the skeleton like stuff like that i just love it i love there's
1: a certain charm to that sort of thing for me we about it in the back to the future episode didn't we um where like that hand-drawn electricity that it just, it just does something for me that modern day cgi like like lightning and stuff can't do it's just something about it's like a magical quality to it
0: yeah 100% agree um yeah that was probably the easiest one we've got because like some of the kills in friday are good and they look decent like i I do like the shot with the harping through the eye i think that looks decent the arm i thought looked quite good when he cuts the guy's arm off
1: um and, of course, you've got Shelley's fantastic... Oh, actually, no, maybe I'll go 10-9 for Friday because Shelley's special effects is actually really fucking good. Shelley's <laughs> got better than the entire fucking production team. But, no, but Freddie's got the... Oh, There's the bit when he comes out of the telly and it's, like, all, like, pulled out and then it vacuums onto his face. Yeah. But then he, it. I don't know if it's an animatronic or what, but he's still acting and it's like, no, that's still fucking Freddie. He's not just... Yeah when he um when he's the giant penis worm eating kirsten (laughs) but it's but then he sees when he sees nancy and realizes it's nancy like it's not just like any old puppet it's not clearly not just a basic puppet they put some real effort into it and he puts like this he has this like oh fuck it's you kind of look on his face what are you doing here shit kind of look yeah and it was good
0: I also like um, when he's with, when he's tending to be that nurse with Joey and he fucking does the tongue thing and it like gets attached and then he, he spits like the two different tongues and like they wrap his arms around the bars. Like it takes a lot of work to be able to come up with the sort of stuff that you have to have in a Nightmare on Elm Street film and I think they do a good job with it. I tell
1: you, one, the one thing I was disappointed with, and I don't know if it's because my modern brain has been taught to look for things like that, but when he was with the nurse and he was laying on the bed and she was in a, in her underwear which looked disgusting absolutely you'd want to watch that absolutely disgusting pervert uh <laughs> i was half expecting it to turn around still have the wig on and everything but have Freddie's face and i was really expecting it but when she just turned around and it was just him and his jumper and his hat again and i was a little bit disappointed in that i wanted some like little creepy faces on the nipples or something that would have been fucking terrifying outside of that everything i got ready like there's um there's a bit in it when there's like a, the floating door And then they open the floating door. And it's again it's a really simple trick, but just looks really, really effective. And actually, one of the highlights of um Nightmare on Elm Street was all the special effects. Like um (laughs) even the even I mean, to an entertaining value, even the little blonde girl at the beginning when she's being (laughs) carried around and quite clearly not her, like still entertaining, like um all uh, yeah, really, really good. And I think it grabbed me immediately when the the hand the tap handle just kind of grew out and then went around the wrong. Um Just a bit of a side note. Uh, just before we started the episode, I um, text Dan, who recommended these films for us to watch, saying, "I've been conned into watching some right shit here." And he texted me back just now saying, "I hate you right now."
0: <laughs> these Dan's got tears. These are quality
1: movies. No, he does not watch quality movies. <laughs>
0: I want to, I'm going to go back and check on Letterbox once he's done to see what he's actually rated these films, because I imagine they've got to be five stars in,
1: on Dan's level. This is his third episode in a row with a shout-out. He's going to get in the right ego. Um, should, I, well, I, think I, said, I, I asked him if he wants to be on the episode. I don't want to hear my voice. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, bless him. Um, yeah, we'll move on then to... Because I think
1: we both said 10 down there, right? I mean, was no contest. Yeah, I mean, he's... Yeah. The, the stuff in i know like i think obviously if, if friday's a bit older
0: yeah i think so i think
1: nightmare three was maybe like 87 i think friday three was like 84 yeah but yeah definitely no no competition still look good but no competition at all
0: yeah we'll move on then to the setting of
1: both movies
0: because they both take place in very distinct locations um I mean, it's hard with the nightmare one because you could say the location is the mental asylum. You could say the actual dream world. Um, mm. Whereas Friday the 13th is Crystal Lake, as it is in every single Friday movie, apart from Jason Takes Manhattan, where it spends about 25 minutes in New York. Um, is there actually a film
1: called Jason Takes Manhattan that is like Muppets?
0: It's the eighth Friday the 13th movie, Jason Takes Manhattan. It spends most of the time on a cruise ship, but by the end of it, he's in New York, goes in havoc.
1: Oh, what? Get it I don't watched. want to watch it, but I feel like I need to watch it. <laughs> it's fucking entertaining. I need to know if which came first, Jason Takes Manhattan or Muppets Take Manhattan. I need to know. When got was a, Muppets Take Manhattan? I don't know, and I'm going to have to find out. I'm sorry to be I on my phone. Jason,
0: um, Jason uh, Takes
1: Manhattan was in the 80s, I believe, so I one. imagine that probably came first. So that was a 1989 film. Fucking hell. Friday the 13th, part 8, Jason Takes Manhattan. So that was 1989, year I was born. More pics, take 1984. five years. <laughs> <before>. <laughs> They've got to have known. They've got to have known. Oh, probably. God. That's that's weird. funny. Sorry, yeah, that's just... funny.
0: <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, like eleven of the other of the. Oh wait, no. Technically, another one takes place in space. Actually, so. Oh, yeah, Jason X. I've yeah, watched a that's... little bit of Jason X, actually. That one's in space. So out of the 12, maybe 10 take place in Crystal Lake then. Um, so, yeah, you got Crystal Lake. Would you say, would you count the setting as the mental hospital or the dream world then? For I don't care
1: anymore. That, <laughs> huh? I don't care anymore. <laughs> <laughs> that, the, Muppets, the Muppets Jason thing has broken me. I can't <laughs> even. <laughs> yeah, just... Just, that, that film's straight garbage as well. What is? Jason takes Manhattan. Talk about muppets and I was about to, Did you see how my tone changed? <laughs> that woke you up. I'm just imagining loads of people in the the exec uh, the executive offices being like, "Well, we're calling it uh, Jason takes Manhattan," and, and one guy being like, "Like muppets." He was like, oh, "I thought you had that name somewhere." <laughs> no, it will be fine. Maybe we'll put two and two together. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's right. Fuzzy bear with a fuzzy bear with a, a, bear with a uh, hockey mouse walking from Manhattan. <laughs> Fucking hell. You've broken me. This episode is breaking me. I think I've gone I've, I think I need to go to the mental asylum. <laughs> I, I would class the mental asylum as the as the main location. Yeah, so which which way did you go then? Which one did you vote for? I went I went to the mental asylum because it is more interesting. It it sets up a little bit more um interesting a little bit more of the interesting story of you know the that they having to like I said before, they're having to battle people thinking they're crazy versus Freddy as well and I just think it's mental sounds are always creepy no matter what it's that stale and I think that that sterile environment which really helps the dream world as well because when the dream world looks strange and creepy and whatever it really contrasts to just the plain white walls and all that kind of stuff so and Crystal Lake's just a cabin in the woods which we've seen there's nothing interesting there's nothing unique about it like, even the the only other locations really to go to is the shop. Which is at the same shop where the people got murdered at the beginning? Is... I don't think so. Because that had a really quick turnaround of staff, if not.
0: Yeah, yeah. they're wasting no time. That'd be like, uh, where one of us go? We'd need someone doing. Oh, a certain yeah? manager once told me in a job that if I was to pass, my job would be filled very quickly.
1: I know you're talking about. I've already replaced you. <laughs> <laughs> um. How can I replace two shifts a week? Um, oh yeah, not this, not this personality. No, not that personality at all. But yeah, it's it's pretty bland. It's pretty boring, and I mean, I guess in at the time that's what people wanted to see. They do. It, it doesn't really, it doesn't really matter about the location with those kind of movies. It's more about the kills, and it's easy to do. It, it was probably cheap. It was probably easy to film. Um, also, it's always dark, and there's always a lot of obstructions, so it makes sense it's just not as interesting in the mental asylum where you can have those story beats that attach to the location and it's not just the mental asylum obviously they go to well they go to the lost the, the lost wing of the mental asylum where you find out a very dark backstory about freddie and which i didn't i didn't know that that's how he was born but that was very uh very shocking to find out i was like fuck it out!" and then when i then when i realized it was the nun that was the woman i was like oh shit um so yeah i think the oh and the uh the bar that they go to that's supposed to be like dead seedy but it's really nice actually it looks like a really nice bar to go to um and the junkyard that's quite clearly a set but yeah i think yeah the, the mental asylum is definitely much much better for for many many reasons but mainly for a stuck from a story perspective, loads better.
0: Yeah, um, I agree. I think, like you said, you touched on uh, Crystal Lake, while they use it a lot in Friday the 13th franchise, and it's kind of become iconic for that, it's also a setting that seems to be in almost every slasher in the time. Uh, it's mocked in Cabin in the Woods. Like like I said, a cabin in the woods is the most stereotypical, cliche setting for a horror movie. And it's because it worked. Like, Don't get me wrong, I could watch... A different home movie every single day set around a cavern in the woods. Like something about that seclusion and that isolation that I think really works. And being surrounded by the trees, like anyone can come from anywhere. And I think it works in that sense. Um, but yeah, this the mental asylum, it's just it's somewhat different, it's unique. It like I said, when in comparison to the first couple of Freddy movies, it completely twists everything on its head. Um and it it's a, it offers a different like perspective and seeing the kids struggle in there and not even have, like, the freedom. Because usually in these movies, it's about these teens or these young adults dealing with these things in one place. But these kids are, like, almost prisoners in this place as well. Um, And then you add that with the dream world and all the different impressive ways they make most of that and, like, some of the visuals in there. I just think it's brilliant. Um, Yeah, it feels bad, this, because I've gone against Friday the Fate for a lot, and as a whole franchise, I, I prefer that so much more to... Nightmare on Elm Street, but it's hard to really go against the mental asylum here.
1: Yeah, I mean, you did say that it's it's not as like the 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 forest is a bit cliche, where the the mental asylum is pretty unique. Whereas pretty much every horror series at one point shows a mental, <laughs> mental asylum. We get to a mental asylum a lot in horror movies, but it still feels unique. I think yeah, I think that's the important distinction. That you can do more unique things with the mental asylum. Using the same kind of beats, but the forest is always just going to be a forest. So, yeah, I went 10 9 Freddy 100%. Yeah,
0: that was, I think that it's a no brainer again. There's been a couple there in a row where we've agreed too quickly. I think no debating whatsoever.
1: Every week, do you know what? You've got to stop pretending that you don't agree with me because it's (laughs) boring now. Just pretend that, just stop pretending.
0: To be fair, our scores are probably going to look very different here um, overall because I'm looking at mine and I've been adding up yours quietly at the side and there's some, there's some differences. Um, so we'll end it then with the legacy of both movies, which is hard for you to really judge because you don't really know much about them. Um, so I can't wait to see how you've scored it.
1: Yep. <laughs> okay. Um, is it my, am, am I the one to start off this? No, the-
0: no, I'll go first. Cause you just did the setting. Um, <laughs> No beating around the bush. I went 10-9 in favour of Dream Warriors because, like I said to you off-camera before, and I said it here, it's regarded as one of the best Nightmare on Elm Street movies. Uh, It was a complete twist on the first one, and people remember it fondly because of that. Whereas Friday the 13th Part 3 gave us the mask, but nothing really... No one really remembers too much else about it. Shelley's been lost to time, I hate to tell you. No one remembers Shelley. Um, That's offensive. And I wouldn't even say that's regarded as one of the top two, maybe even three, Friday the Fame movies.
1: So. I have, I fail to believe out of the fucking 12, out of what you've told me with this series. I When mean, he goes to space. Yeah,
0: time travels, kind of. Does he actually time travel? Well, he gets frozen in like some weird carbonite thing and then he gets defrosted thousands of years later in oh, space.
1: Now I feel like I need to watch him.
0: Yeah, that one's wild because. Some woman gets her head put in like, what's it called that carbonite stuff?
1: Oh, liquid nitrogen. I've yeah, seen, that's the one. I think I've seen this movie because she gets fully frozen and smashed to bits, doesn't she? And yeah, he you know, smashes her head. A bit like on the spaceship that's like a forest. They've got it like they make it look like a forest, or something.
0: That's the beginning of it. Yeah, that's how they capture him
1: because then he goes to get this one girl and FBI come out. Oh, I feel like I need to watch him. <laughs> I need. I definitely need to watch. Jason takes Manhattan. Yeah, that one's funny. I don't, but I can't believe I can't believe you that you're saying it's not even this. It can't even be top three. Surely not. Maybe it's top three. It's not <laughs> first though.
0: That's number fourth in my opinion. Okay. That's got Crispin Glover in and Corey Feldman. Oh, now I'm seeing why you think it's best. Star-studded cast. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, I went ten down in favor of Dream Warriors because, like I said, it's. It is quite looked back at really fondly by the majority of the
1: the fan base. How? <laughs> the reason I keep doing this, for God's sake, every time we say Dream Warriors, is because I keep forgetting it's called Dream Warriors. What a fucking stupid name.
0: No, it's a good name. The Warriors in the dreams. What make, does he want from them?
1: They don't even fight. Shit, the guy learns magic and he's shit.
0: Well, he's only just late, hasn't he? Harry Potter went good on day one. Yeah, but you knew
1: Leviosa, not Leviosa. Well, <laughs> because Hermione were there showing him how it's done. Yeah, that's true. You didn't have somebody who looked hot and had knives. No, unfortunately not. I, I honestly can't score it because I know very little of both characters. I know enough about Jason to know that the hockey mask was iconic. So you telling me that he wasn't even in the first, well, technically is in the first one as a dead body at the end, but um, I think, yeah. He's, doesn't he jump up in the water at the end of the first one? So, yeah. certainly- so
0: what we see with the mum at the end of this one, it was like a kid version of Jason at the end of the first one.
1: Yeah, that makes sense.
0: Uh, yeah, I don't know how he was a kid when he came out of the water and then he is like fucking 13 years by the time the next film came out.
1: Fucking horror movies, man. It does it to you. <laughs> what a drama. We love it. Um, yeah, I know the hockey masks. And I know the... Ch- ch- because uh, it's a cool fucking sound, and as much I, I know, just as much I I expect, like I said, I expected Freddy Krueger to be full on Pennywise, like warping reality, which is kind of what he does. Um, so I can't very fairly skip score either. And then he said, "Scare either of them." Good pun. I don't I, think you can do that either. Score either of them is what I meant. Um, so I just went with my gut and said. Uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, because that's the one I've heard about the most. And I love that episode of The Simpsons. So that is why it got a 10 9 for me. <laughs> I mean, it's as good as reason as any, I think. I mean, um, I prefer the version. I prefer the version in The Simpsons. That episode, not to go on a tangent, like I said earlier, it genuinely freaked me out. I genuinely was scared of it as a kid.
0: Yeah, the Groundskeeper Willie one was
1: really good. I think a lot of those early Treehouse of Horror ones were actually
0: quite creepy, though.
1: Yeah, they're not now. They're just, I think it's, expected for them to try and be a bit more ballsy and a bit more gross and it doesn't it hasn't got the right feel like they're not creepy and the, mm. the original ones are fucking creepy I love watching them it's Treehouse of Horror season soon yeah I'm gonna watch the well technically it is now isn't it
0: in your skeleton thing in it October tree yes. Treehouse of Horror now but yeah I like the one where Ned Flanders becomes a werewolf
1: yeah dead good one that's a good one. I like that. Obviously there's a classic where Homer goes into a 3D world, which I still think is pretty creepy. Yeah, great.
0: that was good. And I like when he lands in like the real world at the end, doesn't he?
1: I like some of the more modern ones. I like the Harry Potter rip-off one. I like the Pierce Brosnan and Brosnan house one. That's great. I've seen that one. Well, where they get like a howl from Space, obviously, and it's like Pierce Brosnan voices a robot house and like falls in love with uh, Marge and tries to kill Homer.
0: I've not seen that one. That sounds good, though. Hey, Wasn't was was the, was
1: the one it. where the te- the toy that they got tried to kill the kids? Oh, Krusty. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah was- it was a Krusty toy. And uh, Bart's evil twin. It turns out that Bart's the evil twin. <laughs> yeah. You that was good. Anyway, off topic, but yeah. yeah but yeah, Treehouse of Horror, great. Uh, Dan, if you're listening, huge horror fan. friend, Dan, who's a huge horror fan. If you're listening, I am scoring this because of The Simpsons. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs>
0: yeah so that brings us to an end of a quite eventful cinema <laughs> showdown then probably hopefully the one that you enjoyed the least like hopefully we never have two movies again where you,
1: where you have such a disdain for both like you do no, I, the, yeah okay I was going to say no they weren't that bad they were uh, no, fucking I was entertained no, Friday entertained me more than Nightmare did um I've still had fun here. I think it's more entertaining for me doing this because I was my distinct from. <laughs> I, I do think you've broken me. Definitely you' have broken me. <laughs> finally. got <laughs> um, it just as I was on my way out. Yeah, yeah. Um, but no, yeah, never again. I'm looking forward more to next week.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely a surge in quality with the next episode. Yeah. But I've got the scores here then as we end another cinema showdown. and, i ain't gonna lie you actually had it bang on tied. which is surprising because so, you seem to enjoy friday the 13th part three way more than you did that one on the street this, yeah
1: but these parts of the i think like, like the special effects in the setting really like tipped the scale obviously and i think the basicness of friday the 13th didn't help with its like story either but over, like if i was to review it, it on my letterbox, which I will have done by now, obviously because it's the future. Um, Friday will have a higher score, but we've like we've done this before. Where we broke it down into categories, and I've gotten mad because the film I didn't want to win, like, it comes on top or comes really really close to winning.
0: <laughs> yeah, it is interesting when you break it down like that. There are films like that, like on the surface, one that you think you you enjoy way more. But when you look at the little details and you score it up, it doesn't kind of fall in the opposite direction. And speaking on when you hate when that happens, I might as well tell you now that Nightmare on Elm Street, Dream Warriors, I won by a landslide. Which is upsetting to me, actually, because going in, I thought I'd put Friday first. Because Friday the 13th as a franchise, I, I enjoy way more. And it, I think I only voted for Friday in Jason's category, which is fucking blasphemous. Well, that's the only one I actually win, and it's because I love the Kaiser so much. But I think everything else I had in Nightmare Streets' favor. So the end, the score ended up being one
1: hundred ninety four to one hundred eighty five. That's a huge discrepancy. I think, like, I, uh, you definitely showed it throughout the episode. Like, like I've just said, the basicness of Friday really was a detriment. I think definitely for you, yeah, because like we've seen it before. It's basic, whereas the Nightmare is a bit more creative in what it is and what it can be and especially with like the special effects and stuff and the kills for you obviously not for me I prefer my kills better of um, the highest I've got a better. higher a higher standard of quality
0: yeah um, let's put this knife for this guy like we did with last guy I one before that what do you want from a slasher you just said you love slashers. what do you want yeah from- but they don't have to be that- Leatherface has a chainsaw so. right I don't need, need a knife a
1: slasher yeah, you would actually fast that. As a slasher.
0: That one else is a slasher. He injected drugs into that many drugs into a woman that she just died.
1: That's fucking brilliant. How creative. I don't know. I've grown up in Mansfield and Ladybrook, so that's not really that creative. <laughs>
0: well, I grew, I grew up in the sunny seaside town of Finally where nothing bad ever happened. Ever. It was
1: beautiful. <laughs> All I can say is that I'm livid, but glad it's over. Yeah, at least you never have to watch these films again. No, I'm going to go back and watch the first one, Friday, uh, Bloody Hell, Nightmare, and the new Nightmare sounds good. Yeah, the new Nightmare is really good. Because, as you know, outside of it, my second, well, actually, definitely more than it, my favourite franchise of horror movies is Scream. That's my favourite. And mine. Franchise. Yeah. Um. So I love the meta, the meta stuff they all does and the commentary on the the horror genres at the time it's happening except for *Scream* free that doesn't do that at all and just has fun um but it's a new nightmare sounds interesting so i I will watch the first one and i will watch new nightmare how many Friday? i kind of want to watch every single friday the 13th movie now because i want to know how stupid it gets i was do they all have titles because i need to i need to know
0: No major spoilers, but one of them's got a a girl with psychic powers taking on Jason. Oh, fuck off. Really? Yeah. It's like Carrie versus Jason.
1: Oh, this is literally the best thing to happen.
0: She's called Uh, Tina, I think. The fourth one is quite good, because that's the one. It introduces a character named Tommy Jarvis, who's in him for a few after that, and it's like, he's supposed to be like Jason's four. So instead of having like a final girl, they've
1: got a final guy for a while. Oh, interesting. Played by Corey Feldman in the next one. At a glance, I already love these films. So you've got Friday the 13th, obviously. Then you've got Friday the 13th Part 2. Makes sense. Friday the 13th 3D or Part 3. Couldn't tell it was 3D. And then you've, and then you've got Friday the Final 13th, chapter. Final chapter. That yeah. went well. Yeah. And then immediately after, literally less than a year later, A New Beginning.
0: <laughs> it didn't wait long.
1: And then Jason Lives. And then The New Blood, which sounds like a Rambo movie. Then Jason Takes Manhattan, which is the one there I'm it for. Jason Goes to Hell, The Final Friday. Clearly wasn't. Jason X. And then Freddy versus Jason, which I do want to rewatch. And then Friday the 13th, which I'm guessing was a remake. Yeah, 2009.
0: That one's actually really underrated to me because that one, because it's more modern, he is brutal in that one. And you get to see, like, Jason as brutal and as aggressive as he'll ever be. And I
1: think I really liked that one. Is it like comparing um, the original Halloween to the remake Halloween? Like the latest ones where he's, where he does the same stuff, but it's just so much more fucking brutal.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Essentially. Yeah. Um, and that was good. Cause there's a guy, I mean, there's, the leads are it's a, a woman as pair, but it's also her brother in it. Who's played by Jared Padalecki um. from Supernatural. Um oh, yeah, 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 That's quite good because they have that leads to some decent like fight scenes and stuff. It's it's I it's underrated. A lot of people don't like it, but I quite enjoy it. Um, but yeah, there we go then. Another uh, showdown done, probably your least favorite that we'll ever do. I mean, if
1: it gets worse than this, then we've done something seriously wrong for you. Um oh, and hopefully I've had enough for you seen what I'm already gonna do for the uh youtube uh, for the instagram page and everything there the pictures hopefully as you're looking around us i've made a bit of effort and changed we're all fully halloween and i'll have made the effort and i'll have made the effort every week if cal turns up in fancy dress next week i'll be surprised
0: well i think i've still got my sloth from the goo i should have won my sloth mask because that
1: is jason you should have done right okay we'll re-record it (laughs) yeah let's just go again how you got you got a bit of time to edit this, just Photoshop it onto your face the entire <laughs> way through. Every time your face moves, it's just like
0: woo. it's a little bit delayed. So I move and it's like
1: you look like Luke Skywalker in Mandalorian,
0: yeah, absolutely. Um, go. yeah, Star, that's last minute. You are,
1: yeah, I got a Star Wars reference in last, minute.
0: yeah, you almost fit and failed then. Um, but yeah, that was good for me. I think I,
1: I was more into you, you rather. Breakdown, yeah. I think I've had one,
0: but we're back with some better films next week. We're taking it. it's a real step up in quality, yeah. We're two really good for uh horror franchises, I think. With one um, really good actor, if that's the biggest hint you're gonna get, yeah. Um, but yeah, so we'll be back with that soon. If you guys are listening to this on one of the audio channels, then feel free to head over to Spotify and. Have a look at our faces, because these are some good faces. And also, Nathan's wearing a skeleton pyjama shirt.
1: So I'm that's charming. worth seeing. The manly t-shirt, not pyjama. Yeah.
0: Just... Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's certainly They're not PJs, no chance. Um, but, yeah. Um, yeah, so we are on YouTube at the Cinewatch podcast. If you are watching on YouTube and you have been watching us chat all this nonsense for over an hour and a half, then please feel free to like and the video and subscribe to the channel and head over to those audio platforms if you are sick of seeing that shirt. What's this now, like the third week in a row where you haven't worn a vest? Well,
1: first of all, right, if I wear a vest, you call me out. If I don't wear a vest, you call me out. I don't know I you call are. you out. That's it. I just call you I'm out. out. <laughs> I How do you not know
0: this shit. It's been like three years almost. I do you not know. I just call
1: you out. I'm not gonna lie. I was just thinking to myself, and uh, you were talking about my skeleton top, and I was like, "There's a joke. There's a joke somewhere here about me having a bone somewhere," and I'm not gonna make. It.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, my head's not in the gutter. I'm quite a sensible human being,
1: so I wouldn't have even thought that. Dirty joke? What are you talking about? That's, your head is in the gutter. I wasn't even making a dirty joke. <laughs>
0: But yeah, um, I think I might start a campaign on social media to
1: bring back, hashtag bring back the vest. <laughs> oh yeah, just as we're going through the fucking coldest months. Cheers.
0: But yeah, we are on those audio channels. We're also both on Twitter. Uh, I'm on there at Callum Altimus. Um Oh yeah, will Can you be on the it might not be. I might have changed it up now. We don't we'll know. To, I mean, we're in suspense now, so we'll say it anyway, just in case they're not there. But yeah, i will be there at Callum Altimus, where I just tweet nonsense about films, football, sometimes wrestling. Most of the shit that I'm interested in that pretty much no one else is, especially Black Rollers, who fucking... We're in a rough patch right now. It's not looking good. Hopefully, by the time this comes out, we've surged at the table, but we look shit now, so... Yes, yeah, but... Yeah, that's it. Manly things. Um, but I'm also on Letterboxd. But now that we're in October, it's going to be horror films all the time. I'm back at university now, and obviously this uh, writing job with Gimme Sport is really like amping up the hours, and it's a lot of work. So I might not be able to watch as many, but I'm still going to try get at
1: least at least twenty horror movies in October. Are you going to watch more horror movies in October or more Christmas movies in December? Oh, Christmas movies in December.
0: I'm going to start Christmas movies mid-November. I ain't going to lie to you. I need time to watch them all. <laughs> I'm going to
1: check yeah. out like sixty. And... Can we pre-record all the November's episodes, so I don't have to hear you talk about. <laughs> we might have to. Just wait till December when we're cracking out those Christmas ones. I, I can't. I do, did, do you know what? When we talked last in person, you was talking about we were talking about Hallmark Christmas. It might have been on this last episode, the last episode actually. We were talking about Hallmark Christmas movies and how you actually love them. I'm not doing an episode on Hallmark Christmas movies. Fuck you.
0: Category Carnage
1: on Hallmark Christmas movies. I wouldn't be able to know... I'm sure sure you could just make shit up and people will be like, yeah, that's definitely a movie.
0: Yeah, probably. I don't think anyone watches them. They'll be all over me, Letterboxd, come December. Films that no one's ever heard of. (laughs) With, like, half the cast of One Tree Hill. Beautiful. Can't wait. But, yeah, uh, I'm on on there. You can tell it's late. We're just fucking... Losing our minds. If
1: have ever recorded, definitely.
0: Yeah, I'm on there at Caltonish if you want to see what horror films I watch. Uh, where can we find you? Uh,
1: at Nate underscore 214. On Twitter, we again again, only really talk about Star Wars. Though, oh, what date is it today? The 5th of October. So not only will I be married, a so-called have finished. And if I've got my way, I would have been able to watch it while I'm in Cyprus. <laughs> I've already been told no, but if, Grace, if we're listening to this after the wedding and I've watched it, I won. Uh, if you haven't, I might watch it and send you DM spoilers. You know, you're not going to watch the entire season. You're just going to watch the last episode. <laughs> just the
0: last episode I check about, by the way, this happens.
1: That 100% sounds like something you'd do. And then uh, at 1814, we are at the underscore on LittleBox, where I've really slowed down because of planning for today. Um, things um but it's probably going to pick back up next we've got nothing we've got nothing on now we're just waiting so it's probably going to pick back up horror movies definitely i'm going to try and watch every single friday i think that might be it for me for october try and watch every single friday the 13th um i need to catch up on the like i really want to catch up on the chucky tv show because I really do like Chucky and I've not seen the two seasons of that and there's a third season starting. So I really want to catch up on that in October. Um, But yeah, Halloween, Halloween movies for sure.
0: Can't wait. That's one of my my favourite moments. Watch as many horror films as I can. But yeah, that brings this episode to an end then, guys. Thank you for watching slash listening. Um, We hope you enjoyed the episode and we'll be back next week with more horror themed content. Hopefully more to Nathan's liking. Because I feel oh, like I I've know. seen him age like six years throughout this recording. <laughs> yep. And you it's you take this is shot ahead of time, so it's not even the marriage that's done that.
1: No, it's not. But no word of a lie, I was just to go off topic again. Not that it's late or anything, but no word of a lie, I was doing me this morning, which I'm is very hard right now because i am not had an air court. I'm still waiting. And I found this massive thick white hair in my fringe. And I don't mind it being on the sides. It's very obvious on the sides. But finding it in the fringe absolutely destroyed me. I was like, this is the end for me now. Just kill me now. Put me in in the dirt. (laughs) Yeah, that's not
0: good. I've been finding greys in my hair for years now. I I think I'll be a silver fox before I'm 35. But we'll see. See how that goes. I don't think the world is ready for that. No, no. That it's like when people say that thing like, once I do this, once I do this, once I get great, it's over for you, bitches. <laughs> right, anyways, that's it. That's Thanks for uh, checking us out, guys. I'll see you again soon. Peace out.